Welcome back, everyone, to the Fractured Not Broken podcast, the Relationship Wellness Podcast. It's your guy, Coach Raj, and I'm excited to be here with you, and I hope that you are excited to be here with me. Today, folks, we're going to get into, is having healthy boundaries important? And the importance of healthy boundaries. In fact, we're going to talk about, is having healthy boundaries important? What are boundaries and why are they important? Why are personal boundaries important? examples of unhealthy boundaries, and we're going to discuss real quickly benefits of healthy boundaries. So that's shared. Let's get into it. So what are boundaries and why are they important? Listen, boundaries are intended to prevent access to what you value and protect what you value from being exposed or devalued. So let's talk about healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries. Boundaries are important in relationships because they allow you to define who you are, right? What's important to you and why? It's a, it's a quick way to be able to really readily identify because you know what it is, because you are self-aware. You know, we've talked about that in previous episodes, that you're self-aware and you know what works and doesn't. Something else, it allows you to encourages you to protect your time and energy. You know, I was having a conversation with someone uh, not long ago and we were goal setting. And the person was saying to me that there's some things that are very important to her. And it was very interesting when we, when we walked through her goals, the, there were three priorities that she had. And the last one was boundaries for herself. You know, basically learning to choose herself because she tends to put everyone else before her. And I thought that was very interesting because what I shared with her is that isn't it something that this was number three, but really it should be number one because this is required in order for these other two to happen. That's why boundaries are so so important. One of the reasons anyway, that they're so important. So if you do have goals, you have to remember to choose you because likely those goals can't be attained unless you do. So let's keep moving. Protect your time and energy. Protects you from you. Okay. Because again, we have habits. And so if our inclination is to be there for everyone else, be with everyone else, cheer for and champion everyone else, who's doing that for you? So in order for someone to honor our boundaries, we first, it starts with us. We have to make the decision. And that's all I'm saying. So protecting you from you simply means holding yourself accountable. To not let what you feel or pressure you feel to be there with and for someone else to prevent you from doing the thing that's important to you. If you continue to put everyone else first and making sure everyone else is good, at what point are you taking care of you? Who's taking care of you? We have to be our own our own advocates sometimes, folks. That's the short of it. Another reason. We're inclined to continue habits that don't serve us. Kind of touched on that already. So what we need to learn to do is to communicate your needs in relationship. If When you learn to communicate your needs, like if space and time. 
say there's someone, say you're in a relationship. It doesn't, we're not talking about romantic relationships. It can be a non-romantic relationship. It can be a close friend. It can be a family member. It can be a romantic relationship also. But the key is to remember what it is that works for you. Again, back to self-awareness. Understanding that if someone says, hey, I want to I do this. I want us to go here. I want to go there, blah, blah, blah. All these things they want to do. And you say, or you feel inclined to say, sure. Knowing that you not, you'd rather not do that. Well, if that's something you'd rather not do, the responsibility is for you to communicate that so that the person is aware. Now, we talked about this before. You can use the decide model that I created to guide you through it. You introduce your concern. Remember, decide stands for define and discuss, communicate, introduce or initiate, design the centerpiece of the model, and execute. In every step, you must execute in order for it to work. Keeping in mind, implementing the model in your relationships and navigating um, relationship challenges or, or communicating your needs, understand it takes time. It's a new habit. People aren't used to that. So you're introducing something new. So when you're communicating your needs, you're introducing your concern. Hey, listen, I'd rather not do this this way. I'd rather not go all the time when you ask. So what happens is we are looking at the things that I'm sharing with the person. These are the things I want to do. These are the things I'm not comfortable doing. And I want to understand where you are with that as well. Are you going to accept that? Are you going to honor that? Will you accept that? Will you honor that? Will you respect my boundary? That's why it's so important to communicate your needs to your person or whoever the person is, be it your friend or your romantic person. Also, when you're clear on your personal boundaries, it helps you to filter requests that don't align with your values. So if there's something that you don't um, feel good about, or you're not comfortable with, you're not feeling like, oh man, I shouldn't say anything because I don't want the person to be disappointed. No, your answer is your answer. Your response is your response. And the question you're asking is of the other person is, are they willing to honor that? Are they willing, willing to accept it? Because that'll inform you on how to move forward with that person. Not saying what you should do or shouldn't do, but it'll inform your next your next move per se. So let's look at boundaries like property lines, right? Boundaries define where your responsibility begins and where it ends. They also help to keep us safe and allows us to see who we are and who we are not. Boundaries are held in place by decisions and actions. It's not enough to say, I want to do this and don't execute. Hey guys, let me give you a quick one, right? So this is a quick story. Um, there are three three lily pads and three tadpoles on these lily pads, right? And so two of them decide to jump off. How many are left? Okay, I know you can't answer, but I'll tell you. <laughs> so many of you may think it's two. Some may say one, some may say three, who knows? The point is, I said two decided to jump. I didn't say they jumped. So the answer is three. 
There's still three tadpoles on three lily pads because they did not jump. The action is jumping. So boundaries are held in place by actions. You have to honor it. You have to execute. You have to be willing to do so if you expect someone else to. And if you're not, that's okay. Just understand that status quo will continue. Your needs will not be met. You may feel taken advantage of. You may feel the other person is selfish, but there's a responsibility we have to share because persons cannot read our minds how we're feeling about the thing. It could be a dish, folks. Say, uh, listen, my palate is, is, is hmm, I'll say, what's a good word? Uh, <laughs> not as broad as many others, right? And the point is, there are people who will eat whatsoever. Me, uh, not so much. And I can be with a group of people and they can say, hey, try this and try that. That's a hard no for me in most cases. But here's the point, though. That's my boundary. It's not that my palate is narrow. It's that my no is my no. And my yes is my yes. What am I saying to you? Let your no be your no and let your yes be your yes. Okay. Now, something else to keep in mind. As we grow, our boundaries may as well. They may evolve through our lives. In other words, the things that were once important to us and still are, but they're not as important um, because we grow and change and as do, as do the things that are important to us. So really quickly, well, not quickly, but let's talk about some signs of unhealthy boundaries. Sometimes people struggle with oversharing. You know, they feel they have to just spill everything to anyone who will listen. And you can do that, but then ask yourself, what compels you to want to do that? Or what are you feeling that compels you to do that? And what is the value in sharing everything with everyone? If that's what you're choosing to do, it, again, it's your choice, but it's, it's unhealthy because you expose yourself. Remember, boundaries are intended to keep in which you value, prevent access to what you value, and protect what you value from being exposed or devalued. If that's information, if that is something that matters to you, then you want to protect it. And you do that with boundaries, healthy boundaries. Another one, overeating or undereating. You know, it's, it's some people, when stress happens, they may eat. Some people, stress happens, they stop, <laughs> you know? It, it's, it's, a, it's being aware of yourself. It's what you're noticing. We've talked about EQ before. Self-awareness, again, comes into play here. What are you noticing about yourself? Do I tend to binge or do I discontinue eating altogether when I'm stressed or when issues of life show up for me? How do I respond? Not noticing when another person invades or violates your boundaries. Ha. <sighs> You know what? That's akin to. Have you ever heard the term familiarity breeds contempt? And because when we're comfortable with someone, it's easily easy for subtlety to allow behaviors to creep in that are uncomfortable for you. And when you notice it, it's then about being courageous enough to speak to the behavior and to be courageous enough to create a boundary for yourself and ask others to respect and honor it. There's culpability on both sides, folks. The person who's doing it subtly, it may not even be malicious. 
but because they're familiar with you, it just happens so seamlessly, or so it seems. But the reality is, it's not something that works for you. So if it doesn't work for you, be honest with yourself and be courageous enough to be honest with the next person or with the person who has overstepped, right? Or invaded your space uninvited. Another one that is that is important to pay attention to is allowing someone to touch you without asking. Now, um, yeah. Again, that's not necessarily a... A malicious thing because again we're, we're talking about boundaries we're talking about being self-aware and there are people who are truly you know touchy-feely right um not saying that's okay i'm just saying there are people who are and it's not malicious but you may need to establish it a way to do that potentially is to be mindful of the of your personal space or and ask others to be respectful and mindful of your personal space if that's something that bothers you if you're not a person who is um okay with uh, PDA or public dis- displays of affre- affection or someone who you b- just met kind of, you know, tapping you on the arm or reaching for your hand. If that's what you don't prefer, then it's okay to say, I'm sorry, um, please respect my space. Now, we, now we're now we obviously, we have some upticks in COVID and things like that. And I'm, I'm talking about outside of that, right? Because there are people who are going to be in your space and it's not a physical distance or a social distance concern. It's simply that you don't prefer people in your personal space that you know or that you don't know well. But the key, again, is to remember to communicate your concerns. Be courageous enough to acknowledge it for you and courageous enough to share it with the person who needs to hear it. Allowing someone to tell you what you should do or how you should feel. Yeah, that's a tough one. And it's not really tough. It's just. Here's the thing, folks. Many people are well-intending, especially those in our space. The problem is they sometimes deliver messages as if they know what's best for you. Now, mind you, their life may be a hot mess, but yet they can tell you what's good for you. I'm asking you to consider you. I'm asking you to choose you. And remind the person, remind the offender that I know how to manage my life. I'm clear on what I want to do and don't. And although I appreciate your concern, I'm going to ask you to refrain from sharing what you feel I need to do or should do. Because you know why? It's hurtful and quite frankly, disrespectful. Because it suggests that I can't manage my life absent of your input. We don't do that here. And you can tell them that. And it's not, you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to curse. have to do anything. You don't even have to be disrespectful. Your tone and pitch need not change. Yeah, it doesn't have to. Because when you're confident and comfortable in your space, you don't mind sharing with those who need to hear that, who choose to violate it, not so much knowingly, even unknowingly. Say, hey, hey, I appreciate that, but do you mind, can you, do you mind respecting the space here oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to offend you no no problem I, you didn't know that's why I'm making you aware you didn't do anything wrong you just didn't know here's another one that a lot of people struggle with and I'll be honest with you folks you'll get to know me on this pod this was uh 
this was one for me, you know, um, many of you know my story, some of you will learn it. Um, I've been married and divorced twice. And actually it's kind of what led me to this relationship coaching space because at the time I didn't know that, let me be very clear. But I'm a person who chooses to not just have experiences, but learn from them. And I did the work. I did the work, my God, did I do the work to, to work on me, to improve, to heal. And in the course of doing so, learned that although my relationships or marriages did not last, my desire and heart for others does. It persists, it persisted then and continues to persist today, which is why I do what I do. But one of the things that I learned about myself is that I was a people pleaser. I was more interested in not hurting them, disappointing them, that I forfeited how I felt and what was good for me. So people pleasing, mm -mm. and I've learned to not please, appease, and pacify, unless that's what I choose to do. See, sometimes we do things because that's what we think someone else wants to do at our expense. They may not have even made that request of you. So just be mindful, choose you, boundaries. Now, let's get into the benefits and then we'll get out of here. So benefits of healthy boundaries. As I said before, you guys, I'm gonna try to be better, but maybe not. EQ, I'm, I, I may just kind of self-proclaim myself as the EQ coach because it permeates everything that I share. It permeates the work I do with my clients. It permeates my life. Why? Because it matters. It helps me be better not for just myself, but for others and the relationships that matter most to me. Benefits of healthy boundaries, increased self-awareness. Yeah, because again, you know what works for you. You know what doesn't. You're comfortable becoming more comfortable communicating your needs, your wants and desires. And you're not doing it in a way, you're not doing it in a way that's an ultimatum or you got to do it. You're saying, hey, this is what I'm asking of you. And here's the thing, folks, when you communicate this out, what you'll find is how people really feel about you, because we can exist in relationships thinking one thing. And then reality, when we share something, we learn how that person really feels. It can be hurtful. It can be off putting. It can be unsettling. But what it is, is reality. And it's called life. And it's something we have to face. So talked about self-awareness, talked about you knowing your needs. Something else you want to ask yourself when you're in an unfamiliar, uncomfortable space, what is your intuition saying? Intuition encourages us to continue or to stop. We may not know why we're continuing. We may not know why we're stopping. We just know that there's something that says do something. And we have to learn to trust it. So if there's an unfamiliar space you're in, if someone asks you something, if there's if someone asks you to do something, in my case, it would use the example of food, taste something. I have to ask myself, OK, is intuition saying don't do this or is my preference saying don't do this? Here's the point, folks. Regardless of the reason, the key is to ask yourself the question. That's all I'm saying. It's really about us intentionally stopping to ask ourselves a question. That's it. Now, next, you want to ask yourself, or maybe, do I trust myself in this moment, in this experience, interaction? Now, another episode, we talked about the attributes of EQ, right? And that self-awareness and then self-management. 
This speaks more to your self-management. Do I trust myself in this moment, in this experience, in the interaction? And if I don't, what adjustments need to be made? You know, I was on a podcast not long ago and, and the host, uh, she was, she was saying how she pops off, right? That's her, that's her inclination to pop off when somebody upsets her, offends her, or quite frankly, pisses her off. And so she says, that's something she wants to work on. But that's a moment where you ask yourself, do I trust myself? Do I trust myself? Because in this moment, the thing I may want to say or do could cause some pain or could cause some offense. Do I want to do that? And if I don't trust myself, how do I adjust? Do I remove myself or do I just bite my tongue because I know that's the right thing? Because I don't want to say something that an apology won't allow me to recover from. Just a thought, folks. Now, here's the thing. It's not about having all of the answers. Because sometimes we must sit with the things, sit with things that present until we have until we're clear. You know, for example, it took a while for me to come to the point of doing a pod. But when I got here, it's full bo- it's full steam ahead. But my point is I had to sit with it because people were saying, right, you should do a pod, you should do a pod. It wasn't time. And just because others felt that that was what I should do, I knew for myself that it wasn't because I needed to get clear. I needed to get the clarity necessary for me to want to move forward because I couldn't do it because someone else wanted me to back to, we talked about before people saying what you should do and need to. And then none of it was malicious. Let me be very clear. The persons who said that it was well intending. However, it wasn't time. Mental and emotional well-being, another benefit of healthy boundaries. Um, you want to take ownership and be intentional about your personal health. You want to ask for support from the persons in your life that you trust to keep you honest. Because again, these are boundaries that you set and you want to support from others that say they love and care for you to support you as you attempt to honor your boundaries. And they hold you accountable to doing so. And they say to you, hey, you're not doing what you said you wanted to do. Healthy boundaries also build your confidence and your self-esteem. Um, because again, your no is your no and you're comfortable with your no and you're equally comfortable with your yes. And can I just tell you folks, regardless if it's a no or a yes, it's a complete sentence. You could put a period after both of those words if you choose, because that's how strong it should be for you. That's how confident I'm encouraging you to consider. And if you're not, hey, listen, you can work with me, areyoucoach.com, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but the point is folks, sincerely, Understand that these are efforts to be better. These are efforts that protect us, protect the things that matter to us. It prevents access to the things that we value and and prevents the things that we value from being exposed. It also protects healthy boundaries, protect your physical space. Um, again, we talked about this before about that, you know, that personal space. Hey, just let me be comfortable. Your physical space could be homes. Think about a security system. Right. You know, that's that's like a a boundary so that, you know, if someone's attempting to enter your home uninvited, that's an indicator that this isn't good. It's an audible and visual. If you have cameras of someone attempting to enter, that's a boundary that is attempting to be violated. What do you do? That's physical space. I'm just using that as an example to help you understand that boundaries are important, not just personally, but in our lives where we live and how we live. And lastly, don't allow what someone else wants with or from you to overshadow what matters to you and what you value. 
Because again, it can easily be about, oh, I care for people so much. I want this person to be okay, whatever that looks like at your expense. And we just don't want to do that, folks. So again, this is constantly checking in because if you have habits of doing that, it's okay. But if those habits are no longer serving you or you're like, how do I fix this? How do I work around it? You can get help for that. And it's not. And if you seek help, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It simply means you want to be better. Another thing about seeking help is that that's a personal choice. It's not a collective. Don't let groupthink stop you from doing what you know you believe you need to do for you. That's all I say on that for now. I got to tell you, folks, I'm 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 starting to warm up to this whole idea of a podcast. I, and, and as time moves on, yeah, you guys are going to get that smoke because that's what I do. It's going to be my heart, though. That's what I want you to remember. You're going to get my heart and everything. So anyway, listen, hope it made some sense. It's your guy, Coach Raj, and I love love. I'll see you soon. Take care.